Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series. Today, I am joined by Carly Pepin. She's an international speaker and consultant with a specialized focus on human behavior. Carly, thank you so much for being on the Spiritual Spotlight series. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're going to jump right in. Can you maybe share with us what inspired your journey into becoming a human behavior specialist and how has this influenced your approach to life and work? It is actually a spiritual component. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, which is funny. So I moved to another country. I actually am born and raised in the Los Angeles area in the United States. And I sort of fell into basically uh, challenges internally. And I thought that moving somewhere else would fix the problem. And so I apparently had to go as far away as possible to Australia. <laughs> so, Whoa, yeah. that is a job. <laughs> Wow. It was a bit of a jump. Um, So I went to Australia for a year. And when I was there, what was really cool is that I realized that all the problems that I thought I could escape from, they hadn't actually escaped. It was all coming from within. So that was the first time that I ever realized that things come from the inside and not the outside. And that if we shift the inside, the outside will fall into place as well. So uh, it's a place that I found my first spiritual teacher. But interestingly enough, even though she was a spiritual teacher, it definitely was in regards to human behavior, things that were applicable every day. So it was cool. It's like you get to connect with yourself while having like really solid manageable tools. (laughs) I think that's perfect. And I know Mm -hmm. one of the things you do is like to share tips on how to create internal balance when life naturally brings up some challenges, um, like the outside word will impact you just the same. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about some of these tips that you have for us? Yeah. So uh, the biggest tip that I could give everyone is first things first is just to ensure that you have certainty on who you are and what your priorities are. Basically, that's what your life purpose is. Sometimes we'll sit and we'll say, well, my life purpose is this, but I'm actually like not doing it. Right. And I'm procrastinating on it. That's not your life purpose. That's what you wish your life purpose is. (laughs) But your, your actual life purpose is what you wake up every day and nobody has to remind you to do. It's what you move through challenges that you are willing to face both pleasure and pain in. And that's the thing that no matter what you're doing every day, like you make sure that you're getting something done within your life purpose. And the reason why it's so important to understand that is because challenges only impact us and we only perceive that they're painful, someone hurts us, something harms us because we perceive that there are more negatives than positives associated to our life purpose. Not actually to us, but actually our purpose, right? And this is funny because we could put this even in the sense of business, like sometimes there's, um, and I know the dynamic is switching, it could be husband or wife, but there's one partner, (laughs) whomever, (laughs) who works full time, right? And is working consistently. And then there's another partner who stays
stays at home and raises the kids. And what's really interesting is the partner who stays at home and raises the kids will get angry, upset, frustrated that they're being deserted, left behind by the one who works. While the one who works is angry and frustrated that the one who's behind is not appreciating everything they're doing to like build the family. And all you're seeing is a challenge based on two people with different life purposes. If that woman or man who stays at home can see how it's actually serving them to have their partner gone, what winds up happening is they see that this is a challenge that's on the way Mm -hmm. to their life purpose, not in the way of their purpose of family and that dynamic. And if the husband can see maybe how like even spending more time or wife, (laughs) it could be wife now, (laughs) everything's just true. Yeah, totally. Um, Is like how it serves him to even spend some more time with the kids and not so much time at work. Then they can actually see as well how that will impact what their true purpose is, which Mm -hmm. is the career, which is the work. And neither one is right or wrong, but that perceptual shift internally to first understand who you are and then kind of link how these things are serving each other and how the challenges are serving your true purpose. Once you get that, you realize it's fulfilling to go through the challenge. Then you don't have to get rid of it anymore. Then it's just there and you are like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's it's very interesting <laughs> because my partner and I, I'm the female, he's a male. And he actually stays at home because he's retired and he cooks and he cleans and we've had a complete dynamic shift. And I will tell you when we had the shift about a year ago, we definitely had to work through some perception changes about life purpose. (laughs) It's, it's been interesting. (laughs) So, and to your point though, we've had some conversations, maybe more of like in the spiritual realm of okay, well, maybe you need to really tap in what fulfills you, what brings you joy. Cause you know, he's somebody that was used to being so busy, busy, busy. And when people have that loss, it's like, what do I do now? Do you coach people on like big changes like that? Yes. Oh, tell me a little bit about that. I'm interested. Yes. So that is a, it's a life change, right? Where all of a sudden we feel disconnected to something that we were doing before. And now we're trying to reconnect. And sometimes people think they're repurposing, Mm -hmm. but the truth is, and this is really quite fascinating is that the thing that you were doing before, the only reason you're labeling it as more purposeful is because you saw that the tasks and components that you were doing linked up to your life purpose. Mm -hmm. Anything that you do, and this is great for entrepreneurs, business owners, um, anyone who's getting stuck, right? Or procrastinating on things that they don't want to do. You're not doing it, not because you're lazy, not because you're stupid, like, (laughs) let's get rid of all the judgments. You're not doing it because deep down inside, you don't see the greater why. But when we ask how these particular tasks serve our purpose, and this is why I said the number one thing is get so clear on what that looks like. So true. Then you get to, yeah, so true. Then you get to actually see, oh, these tasks that I thought were like menial and not that big of a deal are actually serving me. It's funny because I was just working with a business owner and he has a few hundred employees in his company and he was working through some challenges and every day he was waking up and he was feeling overwhelmed and very stressed out. So the goal was for the package was to help him to basically start to release some of the stress so that he doesn't have to work as much. And we're continuing to work together. But it was funny at the end of his package, he said, what's interesting is I'm busier than I was before, but I feel better. I like (laughs) that. And he's not... Yeah, he's not waking up overwhelmed. He's not dreading everything. And that's not because we did anything different. He's doing all the same things. We just ask the quality questions of how all these things he's going through is serving his purpose. So now every challenge he faces at the office is something that lights him up instead of brings him down. That that is beautiful. 
So you advocate for creating a life by design rather than living a life of duty. What are some practical steps our listeners can start to take living a more authentic and purposeful life? Yeah, that's a great question. And one amazing thing to pay attention to is your language. Mm -hmm. So there's something called imperative language where when we say, I have to do this, I should do this, I need to, I'm supposed to, I must, I've got to, right? Those are all according to someone else. Something and someone that you've met along the way, you perceived was better than you, had more than you, you know, like had just further along than you in some way, shape or form. You've put them on a pedestal and something that you observed, you now think you need to have to, should do. Now notice, you'll start to notice the things that you think you need to have to, should do are the things that frustrate you the most, the things you procrastinate on the most, the things that you get the most annoyed when you're doing. <laughs> and that's I'm just because, like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's because it's not in alignment with your life purpose. So one, pay attention to that language. And two, the things to pay attention to, to carry forward with and really dedicate as much time and energy to as possible is what you love to do. When you say, I love to, I would love to do this. I want to do this. I choose to do this. I desire to do this. Those are more in alignment and in integrity with your life purpose and your priorities, who you truly are. And that's cool because once you start to pay attention, you'll see a pattern and you'll see the pattern in what you truly love and what's important to you. And it's really not that many things. It's only a couple of things. And you're going to be like, wow, I really am super dedicated to this one thing. And you continue to dedicate yourself and all the things that go along with it that you have to do do the best to delegate. If you can't delegate it, make sure that you're asking those questions, how those things serve that thing that you love to do. And then all of a sudden those components can become more meaningful along the way. But if you can delegate it, delegate it, get it off your plate. Oh, I love that. So you mentioned the importance of creating internal balance to better handle life's challenges. Maybe or maybe have like one or two key strategies for achieving this balance. Yeah. So part of that, you know, we kind of talked about asking those quality questions, talked about like understanding your life purpose. Another really important thing to know, because a lot of times we try to see the positive and the negative, right? Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. And that's a normal thing. What a lot of people don't realize is it's also important to see the other side. When we have pride or elation, when we get too puffed up, what do we know? We say the pride before the fall, right? Yeah. When you get too proud and too elated, the universe comes in and humbles you. You attract criticism, you attract challenging circumstances to make sure that you get back on track and realize that you're not above anyone or below anyone. You're their equal. So the best case scenario is also, and this is a little trickier because no one ever really talks about this to the same degree and teaches us how to do it, but to catch that pride. And yeah. a great way to catch pride, you'll kind of feel it. You'll feel elated. It'll, it won't feel balanced. Like if you go in a moment when you're super elated right before you got humbled, also right before you fall, it's hysterical. We're usually really proud about something. Like my favorite is working with people with gym injuries and stuff or like sports injuries. And it's like, what were you thinking right before that I was the best? And then I broke my ankle and I'm like, of course you did. (laughs) Yeah, it it really lines up um, perfectly. So catch those components. Uh, And also if you perceive there are more positives and negatives, more benefits than drawbacks. The truth is, is everything on this planet is neutral until Mm -hmm. we put a label on it. So basically what we're doing to bring equanimity in the mind is we see the equanimity in the world. And when we can see the equal quantity of drawbacks to benefits, guess what happens? All of a sudden that becomes a thing. We're not elated. We're not puffed up. 
we're not walking on stage, walking in front of people being like, I'm the shit. <laughs> like you're like, actually, I have both sides and I'm still worthy of love, but I'm just human and here I am. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing up a very valuable point, especially for people in the spiritual field, you know, on spiritual entrepreneurs, they get too puffed up, they get in their ego and then you can see their businesses crash and burn. So it's, it's an interesting Absolutely. dynamic. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard it said like that before. That's so interesting. Yeah. And it's really cool. You see it in the public as well. And you'll see it with individuals that we put on a pedestal. Mm. So we'll put these uh, famous people on a pedestal, right? We put the Bill Gates, we put Elon Musk is getting a lot of criticism right now. So we're putting all of these, all of them, we've put them on a pedestal and we've made them into these heroes. But the truth is, is they are no different than you, me, anyone else on this planet. They're human beings and their specific set of priorities and life purpose has just taken them on the path to create what they have. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is other people are creating to the same degree, but they're just labeling that version as big and great. Now, because of that, it's, that's why these, these humbling circumstances come in to make sure that we see the other side. Because if you put someone too high up on a pedestal, you'll never be able to reach it. You'll never match it. And so seeing both sides helps us to balance our perspectives on an individual, including ourselves, you know? So that's what I'm saying, see both sides yourself. And for those individuals out there, like if you are planning on being a speaker or anything, um, love those parts of yourselves, love your crap, because here's the thing, your crap, especially nowadays, oh my gosh, um, with all the technology and stuff, I just look at it and I'm like, well, anything that I'm ashamed of, I have certainty at one point or another is going to be out in the world. It's so, so true. Yeah. It's going to come back. It's coming out. Um, so if I don't learn to love it, then I'm not going to be able to talk about it. I'm not going to be able to share like why it was there, help people to understand it. So the more that I love the parts of myself that are shamed and I clear that guilt and shame, mm-hmm. the more that when and whenever it does come out and someone does come and attack, which has happened before, you know, it does come out and someone's attacked and I'm like, yeah, I am that person. What's the issue? And it's funny because it was in a workshop and I was like, what's the issue? You're that person. If you don't like it, let's love it in you. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. and 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 you you can't you can't attack me with it because i've already loved it so that's the important component as well it's almost like taking away the trigger from it like it's like it's okay i'm i'm owning this and i'm giving it love and i'm not going to have that visceral response to this i can't believe you did this 57 years ago like i did do it great (laughs) like i did i probably shared it before you did Um, giving your, I'm like, mm, I'm thinking, what did I do? I know I was just recently on a podcast, hasn't aired yet. And I use a lot of profanity and I thought about it, but you know what? I'm going to love that aspect of myself because it's I, part of me. I do that a lot. I swear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same. So I'm going to love myself and be like, you're welcome uh, universe. But I won't get, I I won't get too puffed up. <laughs> No, sometimes uh, people get very upset and stuff, but it's funny if you look at all the scientific research they've done on swearing, it actually uh, increases dopamine in the brain. It's hysterical. Yeah. So especially if you're stressed, for all of you guys who are stressed out and then you swear and you feel bad or guilty, know that you're actually doing that. It's a physiological response to help you manage the inside perceptions and balance the mind because there's so much adrenaline coming on that that's actually a component of dopamine. It's actually crazy. Like when you do all the research and deep dive, you're like, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> no, it, it's so true. Like they say people use profanity are generally more intelligent and yeah, the business driven ones. 
So fuck that. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then depending on the industry too, I used to work in the fashion industry and I got out of it at a certain point. I was like, man, and I, I worked with someone in the fashion industry and I was like, that's where I got my trash mouth from. I was like, there it is. <laughs> and you know what? I'm a registered nurse. So you would think <laughs> I wouldn't have a trash mouth. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this, given your expertise in human behavior, what are some common misconceptions people have about themselves or others? And how do you address mm. these in your work? Yes. Yeah, so uh, some of the biggest misperceptions is when you see something on the outside that you perceive you don't have within, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'll look at someone, a great example is body dysmorphia because everyone can relate to that. And you'll look at someone and you'll look at a supermodel and you'll be like, they're gorgeous. They're the most amazing people on this planet, right? You'll look at someone with finances and you're like, they're so wealthy, they're richer than me. Yeah. But what's funny is, and, and this is interesting, every time you have a certain level of wealth, right? No matter who you are on this planet, you will meet someone who has less wealth, you will meet someone who has more. And this can keep going up until the whole scale of time, right? And then the wealthiest person on the planet, they may be wealthy for like a certain period of time, but they, they're not going to be always the wealthiest person on the planet. It, it's going to keep fluctuating that they're yeah. rich and poor according to who, Right. I have a friend who went to someone's house. It was um a sheik's house. And oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> it was like a five billion dollar house. And he had a laugh because he's like, I'm pretty wealthy. And he's like, I'm pretty wealthy, but I went here. And he goes, Here, I'm poor. And I was like, Yes, you are, my friend. So it's interesting, even though he's considered one of the wealthier individuals right. on his this planet, as soon as he goes to a five billion dollar home, all of a sudden he's poor compared to that. And so if he judges himself mm. according to that that individual, he's judging himself, not realizing this person simply has a higher priority and purpose on finances. People judge themselves with finances all the time and they beat themselves up for not having as much money as other people. But what's interesting is money is the number one thing to these people. It's so valuable. It's literally their life purpose to have money in the bank. That's their life purpose. You can't compete with that if that's not your purpose. If your life purpose, your first thing is, you know, potentially your family, right? And sometimes it's beauty and people spend a lot of money and time and investment and energy on beauty. You might be, as opposed to putting the money in a savings account, like some people did, you're putting money into your family, into them going to a a nicer school, right? You're not scrimping and saving. And so it's not to judge yourself for that. It's just to realize that there's nothing wrong with you. Whenever we compare ourselves to an outside source, you're not seeing where your true wealth is, your true investment your true life purpose, because everything you see on the outside, you have within, not just the stuff that you like, though, but also the challenging stuff. That's the stuff to love that I was talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. So you have um, online workshops, you have the traits of the great program. These seem to offer deep insights into personal transformation. What motivated you to create this program? And what has been its impact on its participants? Yeah. Well, it was funny. I was doing some workshops on my own. My husband's also a human behavior specialist. And we sat down, this is a process we teach in a relationships workshop now. We sat down and we did this process where we yeah. saw how each other's life purpose, um, it served each other. Right. And all of a sudden he's like, let's do workshop together. And so that was born out of our joint purpose. Nice. And what we do is we go in and the traits of the great basically is you, 
right? So we want to help every individual. Like, you know, I talk about understanding your purpose and what your priorities are. We want to ensure, we have a series of questions that we ask. We want to ensure that you walk out of there having a much clearer vision and a much clearer view of what that is. Our mm-hmm. repeat participants, they repeat it all the time and they just get more, more refined in what that looks like. And then after that, we actually take them through to ensure that they're shifting those prides and shames. Like that's a big deal. We're shifting prides. Yeah. Shifting shames. We teach you how to do it and we do it over the weekend. You're going to do it while you're there. This isn't like a rah-rah jump up and down workshop. You're going to get to work. And at the end of it, we want you to be grateful. We want you to have a heart opening. We want you to transform a big challenge in your life. Tears of gratitude is our goal. I love um, that. Yeah. I'm afraid, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone says it's really good, but it's intense. And we're like, good. Okay. That's what we're going for. Because yeah. we want you guys to have the transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just mentioned that you have another, do you have a relationship program that you also do? Or is that just we do. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have the relationship program where again we're gonna go through and we identify what your purpose is. If you've already done it, we refine it. And then we actually help you to link it up with your partners to see how their purpose serves yours and yours serves there. Cause we want you guys to start to build that joint vision. We have our individual visions, which we tackle and trait to the great, yeah. but then the joint vision with your partner, which is sometimes your business partner, by the way, that works as well too. Ooh. Yeah, business or romantic. I like that. Um, Yeah, super cool. We do that there. And then we also go through the process where you clear any charges, like you clear some major charges and triggers that you might have with your partner just to create more love, gratitude, and an open dialogue so we can increase that communication between the two. We go through a bunch of different processes to understand why there's conflict, how to overcome it. But again, specifically understanding why there's conflict, which is fine. There's a process that you could see um, when you're proud, how your partner comes right in and gives you that criticism to humble you. And you're like, oh my gosh, nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk yeah, about it. That's good. It's, <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's so true. In a it's... relationship or has a relationship, which is every person on the planet knows it. <laughs> Amen. So you're someone who juggles multiple ventures. How do you maintain internal balance and integrate your principles of authentic living into your entrepreneurial endeavors? Yeah. So my entrepreneurial endeavors are my authentic living 100%. So that's another thing that, you know, it's another workshop. Um, (laughs) Listen guys, we're going to, she's going to give us a website in just a minute. (laughs) Everything that we wanted to do basically and everything that we love when I say life by design, like we really want people to wake up every day doing what they love and loving what they do. You know? So when I think about my life purpose and what I love, it was, how do you create a business around that? So every aspect, of what I'm doing is part of my life purpose. Mm. And so when I'm engaged in it, it doesn't feel like work. In fact, I don't I don't like to take time off because I don't feel like I need a vacation. For me to take a break, I actually, um, it's hard on me. It's actually very hard on me. The reason I started another business was coaching gets slow in December. So usually people are taking a lot of time off. And Amr would, my husband, he would say, he'd be like, gosh, you're so like, he's like, you get so stressed out, like more stressed out in December because you're not working. I'm like, I know. So I created another it's hard. I love it. I love it. I don't need the break. I don't need the break. So more speaking gigs, 
um, more components like that, more studying on the back end. And then I started another business as well that is actually a holiday business. And that's busy during the holidays. So that even like today, like I was go taking care of some of that stuff too, but it's also in alignment with what I love the most. And that's how I juggle it. I just love it. Find what you love and you don't even think, how do I juggle this? You're like, ah, I'll make it happen. That is perfect. Before I ask you your last question, if anyone is interested in one of these million workshops or anything else, where is the best place for them to go to? Uh, the best place to go is our website. So it's carlypeppin.com and that'll lead you to the workshops and then any social media platform that you prefer. Have fun. I have to say, <laughs> I was looking at all of your workshops that you guys offer and I was like, oh, these are all amazing. Like they're definitely very transformational workshops, like, and they seem so purposeful. I think it's so finally, based on your extensive experience in human design behavior and authentic living, what is one piece of advice you can offer to our listeners for leading a more fulfilled and purpose-filled life? Yeah, we asked this like not... 16 different ways and a bunch of different ways. But I know we and we talk about so many, but this is not something that's only available to a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Every person on this planet was born. You're born with a unique, specific set of priorities, a unique life purpose, and every person is necessary. Two people that are the same, we don't need them. One will go extinct. So it's like, give yourself the opportunity to actually spend the time, invest the time, energy, money, whatever's necessary to find out what that means to you. Because the difference between waking up and dreading your day and waking up and saying, I get to do this, I get to do that, like I'm looking forward to every day of my life is a huge huge difference and it's accessible to everyone you no special needed no, everyone everyone yeah <laughs> i love i really love how you put that i mm-hmm. love how you um talked about how to shift how we talk to ourselves look at things that you know maybe challenges and what lights you up inside and what are the things you truly love and then build a life around that and it may be maybe it's i'm, I'm a homemaker or maybe it's i'm a mom or maybe it's i'm a nurse and i love that you put it we don't have to put a label on, well, I want to be wealthy. Like maybe that's not my life purpose. And I love that. That That's, that's, Perfect. you really put that in a beautiful way. Well, Carly, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Spiritual Spotlight Series. It really has been amazing to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been an inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.